0: East side in the afternoon of a turkey
1: exciting live hunts like this. oh, have that. teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this.
0: With some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides.
1: Wildlife management tips for your property, especially with turkeys like this.
0: If you look at the type of habitats that turkeys
1: need for nesting and brooding,
0: Thank you for tuning in and now for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. You are listening to episode number 298, a hot bowl of summertime turkey soup. And I am your co-host and the guy who leased some new property this past week
1: and i'm your co-host and the guy who's planning to make this spicy meatball tomorrow
0: all right
1: tell me about the new place that we're gonna go kill turkeys on
0: okay so (laughs) the five other guys who i hunted with in southwest alabama at our hunting camp for so long we hunted all hunted together for probably 10 12 years and when we lost that piece of property we all moved and started hunting the same hunting club in central alabama and so this year we joined a new club a different club and i've already talked about that with you guys but i have been looking for a piece of property to lease for the six of us from the other club to lease and hunt in. And I haven't found anything big enough to do that in, but I got a call this week from one of the companies that I was in contact with about leasing some property. And they said, Hey, we've got 75 acres for lease over in Chilton County, which is Mm -hmm. where the property that I own is located and that I go and turkey hunt from time to time. So, It's not real close to the property that I own, but it's not terribly far away either. It's probably 20 minute drive from my property and it's a 40 minute drive from my house. And so I went and checked it out Sunday morning as I was walking the road through the property. I jumped a rather nice buck whose antlers are outside of his ears already still in velvet All and right. yeah so that's a good sign i saw two does so that's a good sign
1: or back if you shoot the buck there's six
0: that's right so we're talking you know probably I'm gonna say eight pounds of backstraps on the buck. Probably <laughs> five pounds of backstrap on each doe. I'll say six pounds on each doe. So we're at twenty pounds of backstraps.
1: Yeah, and you and Tammy, that'll that'll last you forty meals. You know, half a pound each.
0: That's right. That's so that you can't you can't knock that. Oh yeah, and I saw the old turkey scratching as well.
1: There's a blank check with my name on it. Mm-hmm. I'll have yep. there's kind of turkey life here.
0: And it's a beautiful piece of property. You know, it's not real hilly. It's got a little bit of roll to it. It has a good bit of fields surrounding it. So, you know, it's 75 acres out of probably two to 300 acres of timber that has a bunch of fields around it. Yeah so i like that about it a lot that's pretty exciting
1: you'll get a crack at them before they make it to the farmer field hopefully
0: yeah yeah and speaking of the farmer field one of the neighbors has some horses and Mm -hmm. i was walking that particular property line i did venture off of the road and into the woods a little bit even though i was wearing shorts and hiking boots and a short sleeve shirt but i made it off the road Walked the property line a little bit, and I saw where the fence on the property line was down. And when I say there's horse trails running through there, literally horse trails. The neighbor's horses are coming off of their property and onto this property that I'm going to lease. And so... Hey, man. (laughs) Yeah. uh, so, So here's my plan. What better opportunity... Is there to breach the topic of, hey, who's hunting your property mm-hmm. by going over there and giving a little on the door and saying, hey, I'm the guy that's got the property leased next door. And I notice that your fence is down in a couple of spots and your horses are actually coming on to that property. And I would never be the guy that would do this even by accident. But I don't want something happening to your horses for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't want anything to happen to your horses. But number two, I don't want something to happen to your horses and you think that I did it. So Mm -hmm. I -hmm. would like to run that property line with you and just identify the areas where the fence is down and maybe you and I meet over here next week or the following weekend and patch this fence up and keep your horses in oh okay and by the way who is hunting your property so you know it's a good way to meet your neighbor because you never know when you're going to need them and you hope you never need them but you never know when you're going to need them and also it's a good way to see if anybody's hunting that property and if they're not you know, I'm going to stick my big toe in over there and just say, how about it? I'll lease it from you.
1: Yeah, there you go. Or I'll, I'll bring you two turkey breasts next spring if you'll let me hunt.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I could oh. give a rip about deer hunting your property. Yeah. but
1: I'll shoot as many deer as you want if you'll just let me turkey hunt over there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty excited about it. Like I said, it's a beautiful piece of property and... You know, it's not very big, so it's not like all six of us guys are going to be able to hunt it. I probably will let my brother and my dad hunt it, of course. But the other guys, you know, it's just, there's just not enough land there to get two or three people on it at the same time. But I'm excited about it nonetheless. So tell me about the meatballs.
1: Tomorrow night. It's going to be a new recipe for me. I'm making firecracker wild turkey meatballs. Ah. They're going to be served over jasmine rice with the firecracker sauce drizzled on top with a side of green beans. Mm. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) I was inspired from the recipe from a similar recipe that was made with non-wild turkey. So we're going to make a little twist on it. We'll make that. Hopefully it will be good. I don't really know, judging by the ingredients list I've compiled, how it could be bad. So I'm going to use thigh and leg meat to make this recipe. I feel like the dark meat will be a better flavor for the meatball.
0: Yeah, you've been grinding up pretty much all of your thighs and legs, haven't you, here for the past year or two?
1: That's pretty much it. And other than I've made one recipe with the thighs that I did not grind them, but it's such a versatile meat once you grind it. If a recipe calls for beef, if it calls for the dark portion of chicken, even some pork recipes, you can use ground turkey and the dark portion. I just, I don't want to grind the breast meat because it's versatile already, but Mm -hmm. the toughness behind the dark part of the meat is the main deterrent to most people, in my opinion. And grinding it takes that out of it completely
0: yeah so when are you grinding this is it
1: yeah so i personally i take the meat out of the bird and you've probably done this before i figured it out after the first time if you grind it immediately after removing it from your turkey while it's warm you get for lack of better words turkey soup
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we'll discuss Much. today in yeah. a different way.
1: but it's it just turns into goop and i mean it doesn't i don't know i'm sure taste and everything would be okay but i mean it's got a lot more liquid almost in it so i take the meat out in chunks leave it whole and freeze it package it freeze it that way and then when i'm ready to cook except so for tomorrow i'll sit the meat out at lunch it'll be 90 percent thawed by the time i get off work i'll come home change throw it in the grinder it's cold still. Which means it's gonna grind really well. And so then I have a nice ground meat that's easy to pat out and, and mold to the meatball, which is what I'm doing. And that's how I do it. So I leave it the way it came out of the turkey, freeze it that way, and then grind it the day of cooking. Or if you you know, if you have to marinate it overnight or whatever, then grind it the day before. But I don't grind it till I'm ready to use it. Okay. So I mean, I'm sure you could bulk grind a lot of meat, but I, I think, honestly, if I was going to do that, I still would freeze it first and then thaw it and grind it. <laughs> it just turns out better.
0: Yeah. Well, and so we grind a fair amount of meat at my house. Mm-hmm. Venison, we even will sometimes re-grind ground beef if mm. the recipe that Tammy's cooking calls for the meat to be finely ground we yeah. will re-grind it and so i've discovered that it all grinds better if it's cold very cold and yeah you know not only that but you don't want the meat getting hot and then freezing it or you know yeah. trying to cool it off or whatever else from that point i mean that's our goal from the time we harvest the animals to get it back cleaned feel dressed and on ice or in a refrigerator asap Mm -hmm. so yeah well that's cool i think
1: think cold is the way to grind personally Uh, if you grind it you know without freezing it or at least chilling it you probably think this is no way this is gonna be good it's gonna be nasty so i'd chill the meat before you grind it yeah but i'll let y'all know how it turns out i'll post it on my instagram next week sometime i'll put the recipe on there if it's good if it's terrible i won't post it all right good enough
0: (laughs) Yeah, I need, to, I need to grind up some of my thighs and legs. And, oh. you know, I've been cooking the majority of my thighs in the sous vide over mm-hmm. the past several years. And, I mean, they turn out really good.
1: Yeah, that dark meat's delicious, man. Yeah,
0: it is. It's it much really more is. flavorful. And if it is not overcooked, it is so much more tender and juicy than the breast is to me.
1: Yeah, it, that's a fact. The breast is just easier, so that's what people think of when they think turkey meat.
0: And are you brining yours before you freeze it and grind it?
1: No, Uh, I will sometimes. I will put it in literally a big bowl of water. Yeah. If if there's blood in the meat, somewhat. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. I don't even put salt in there anymore. I literally just put water and let it soak in that for overnight. Maybe I'll change the water and do it again. But typically, I don't... I mean, I've literally just brought it inside and thrown it right in the freezer. Honestly, taste-wise, I haven't noticed any difference. Turkey's just not a very bloody meat anyway, unless you screwed up the shot. Um. (laughs) Unless you breasted him on the shot. (laughs)
0: You, What you meant to say was unless you screwed up your shots.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The follow-up shots that blow each leg off, those can make issues while trying to grind the meat. When you, when you hear a clang while you're grinding leg meat, that means your accuracy probably wasn't too good.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that's the story of my life. Yeah. So have you found that drinking some of that cold blood water that the turkey breast soaks in makes you a better hunter?
1: That's what I put in my coffee every morning during turkey season. All right. That's what I wanted to know. It is. That's that is exactly you must become the turkey to call the turkey, is all I'm saying. So
0: ladies and gentlemen, now you know Cameron Weddington's secret.
1: It is the secret of becoming yes. a
0: turkey killer.
1: Two parts. Turkey blood water, three parts black coffee. Head mm-hmm. to the woods. You don't even take a call. You'll just start being a turkey for a little while, and they'll yeah. be in your lap. All right. Awesome. Let's get on with some turkey soup, man. Yeah, let's Let do go.
0: it. I'm looking, looking forward to it. Fun. Yeah. Well, let's do the countdown first.
1: I'm jumping the gun. That's, that's my excitement level right now.
0: Uh, it really is. And I want to hear how <laughs> far away it is for you for turkey that's- season.
1: Precisely two weeks further than you, which would be 261 days, 8 hours, 24 minutes, and 36 seconds till opening day in Tennessee.
0: It's 247 days, 12 hours, 27 minutes, and 40 seconds for me. Mm, You get to start early, man. I think I wrote my time down a little bit, a few seconds earlier than you did. We've got different starting times because it gets daylight where you are a little bit later than it gets daylight where I am. So yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting when you look at it that way so the it should be exactly two weeks, but it is not exactly two weeks because we have that difference in daylight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It makes a big difference. I mean, two weeks in the spring, you, at least I've noticed throughout the spring I'm, my alarm, probably two weeks in is probably 45 minutes earlier than it was the opening morning. <laughs> Yeah. Those days are just getting longer and longer every day that it goes on.
0: Yeah. Well, and then you also got to get up earlier and earlier to beat the guy at the gate that you're trying to beat.
1: That is also a good point because he starts learning you, you're learning him. And I got into an alternating match with a guy in Mississippi that way. We figured out how to beat each other till finally I was getting there at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> But I was respectful enough that if he was there, I would let him have it, which is a lesson many people need to hear. (laughs) Hint, 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 everyone listening. Yeah, our listeners would never do such a thing. They would not. They would not. Well,
0: very good. Yeah, let's jump into some of this turkey soup and get some news flowing here.
1: Yeah, so... um This is my first round on turkey soup, so I'm going to defer to you to lead us off the bat with our turkey news.
0: I will do it. And it's that time of year, you know, where a lot of states are opening up application periods for their draw hunts or quota hunts or limited opportunity hunts or the states that just have fall permits, a limited number of them. It's That time of year. And it's not just turkeys, you know, it's the deer and the elk and the antelope and lots of other big game animals that we like to hunt in the fall. It's that time of year where we need to be putting in. So for Michigan, all of you guys who plan on doing some fall turkey hunting in Michigan this year, the fall turkey application is open from now through August the 1st. And hunters can apply for one. Limited quota license, and that's going to put them on a specific fall turkey hunt unit with certain season dates. The application for that permit or license is a whopping five bucks. So pay the five bucks mm-hmm. to apply and pick your turkey hunt unit out and get out there and make it happen. So The results of the drawing are going to be available on August the 17th. So you'll know then if you drew or not. And if you were successful in drawing, then you just have to go and purchase the license. You can do that online or at a license agent office. And judging by the way Michigan is going, you probably are only going to have the opportunity to do it online because I don't know if their businesses are open back up yet or not from covid but anyway Mm. that's something you guys need to get out there and do the regular general fall turkey season runs from september the 15th through november the 4th so get out there and get it done what is next cameron
1: well i actually have a couple articles we'll start with one pertaining to kind of statistics on this past season because i think it's not to be taken lightly this past turkey season slash spring for outdoors enthusiasts is probably one that will be unlike any other hopefully in our lifetime so here's some here's an article out of maryland the great state of maryland saying that this year in this spring on their natural areas and state parks Actually, they're talking about 53 state parks, had a record attendance this spring. In May alone, the attendance was up a million people. Holy cow. (laughs) 56% increase. A million
0: people. A million people. Now, that's not just all hunters, though.
1: No, no, no. This is 53 state parks attendance. Hunters, outdoor enthusiasts, campers, bikers, hikers, you know.
0: Wow. Wow. A lot of places
1: are hunting areas. And Maryland hunters took a record number of gobblers this spring. So Mm
0: -hmm. That's not surprising.
1: That's not shocking at all to me. But there's other statistics in here showing even Virginia and some other states. But the, the one that stood out in this article to me was a million people. And then also they talk about in here how it's not... This is to quote a guy in Virginia. He says, it's not just more people, it's different people that are not familiar with the ethic of leave no trace. And they go on to talk about how they had a lot of problems with littering, spray painting on things. They literally had to put people at gates seven days a week to keep people from vandalizing the campgrounds. Wow. I mean, that's just sickening. Pick up after yourself. I mean, good grief. Yeah. and it's adult it's adults doing it it's not just a bunch of all, all these kids out there there's a lot of adults out there just trashing our parks yeah so that was an interesting article in my opinion but that <laughs> one million people that that blew my mind
0: <laughs> yeah that's crazy i mean you know we've talked about this several times on the show and so i don't want to get into it a whole lot more but you guys listening today are going to hear several articles that are going to have basically the same point but yeah. that number is staggering to me yeah and you know that
1: it's not just hunting pressure i get that but people pressure that right. much disturbance can't be good
0: <laughs> that's exactly right and you know so not only is it just Pressure on the turkeys, but you've got the issues of hey, I'm working this bird, and here comes some lady hiking through the woods. Yeah, you know, and she's got every right to be there. Y'all so. both
1: have every right to be there, and so you yeah. just have to deal with it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's just part uh, of it, and I, I get it. I'm when I go hunting, I want to feel like it's me out there in the middle of the woods with no one else around, but. That just simply wasn't the case for a lot of people this year. And if this COVID thing comes around next spring, it probably won't be the case next year either. Yeah. So that was an interesting article out of Maryland.
0: Yeah, it really is. So as I understand it, in West Virginia, there are some changes of brewing over their turkey season. Hmm. So the article does talk about the fact that West Virginia has extended their spring turkey season by eight days and that it will now close on Sunday, May the 23rd, 2021. Wow, so so they
1: they made it longer.
0: They made it longer, which I find interesting because they didn't take eight days off the front end of the season and give you eight on the back just to move the season back. They extended the season by eight days and... They also did not increase the bag limit. Mm -hmm. And to me, all that really seems to be doing is just putting more pressure on your turkeys in West Virginia.
1: Yeah, I don't really see the point in that personally. I would rather them add it at the end than the beginning, obviously. I mean, I think. Oh, yeah. If you gotta add days, at least put it at the end. And you know, if they took four days off the front and added eight at the end, your hunters would probably be happy, and that honestly would probably be better for your population, (laughs) in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and it really—I mean—it doesn't have to be a whole lot on the on the front end that you move it back. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah,
1: that's interesting to me. You don't hear of many states right now adding days, increasing limits. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't personally know anywhere in the United States where that needs to be happening.
0: <laughs> well, there are some places in the U.S. that do have good turkey populations and can deal with having a longer season or higher bag limit. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of of the mindset now, why?
1: Well, the reason they may still have all those turkeys might be their framework
0: (laughs) right and we've you know we've seen a lot of those changes in the state of maine over the past several years extending their season making their fall bag limit much greater increasing their spring bag limit and you know only time will tell what's gonna happen to their population because of those changes but why well you know
1: in maine actually i talked to an nwtf guy up there they had this proposed and nearly got passed in Maine because the residents there hate turkeys. Like Mm -hmm. this guy said, literally just the residents hate them because from what I gathered, it seems like in winter when it snows a lot, the birds have no other food source. So they hit these bird feeders really heavily. And so I guess they're, you know, pooping in people's yard or whatever. But he, I just want you to take a guess. What do you think they tried to increase the spring bag limit of gobblers to?
0: Did I hear the number eight somewhere?
1: Yep. Eight. Yeah. Eight.
0: (laughs) I mean, look, who would not love to be in a state that had an eight bird bag limit? But the truth of the matter is, unless you're the only hunter in the state, and you close off the borders and do not let anyone from out of state in the state. Yeah. It's not very wise.
1: No, it's not. I mean, that's, that's a crazy number. I, I I don't see how you could possibly sustain that. And luckily they didn't do that. I know their neighbor to the South Connecticut increased to five, which talking to the biologist there, he said was a terrible, terrible move. Uh, he personally said he did not support it did not think they could sustain it but yeah anyway it's well, interesting to see how certain states are fighting the battle to keep their turkeys and other ones are cutting folks loose on them
0: <laughs> exactly and you know and so i look at and i'm and i'm trying to be fair here i look at other states and what their bag limits are and how they manage their game animals in the light that alabama manages its bag limits and seasons and that kind of thing and you know to me i think so many other states are so proactive in managing their seasons and bag limits compared to alabama because alabama gets into this whole tradition thing and so there's so many arguments to not do something not to make some sort of a change that may end up being an improvement in Alabama because, well, it's tradition, you know, we don't want to change the bag limit in Alabama. It's always been five birds. My daddy's daddy, when he was hunting, it was five birds. Yeah, that's right. His his daddy's daddy. It's always been our tradition, five birds. Well, stuff changes, man. And, If it's going to take 10 years to change the bag limit from five birds to four birds or three birds, (laughs) you're behind the curve. You're too Mm -hmm. late versus you look at a state like Maine and they do, you know, because I've been keeping an eye on this turkey news for, for years now doing these turkey soup episodes and Maine is always in the news and they are every year looking at the health of their wild turkey population and they make decisions from there as to how they're going to expand or retract their bag limits and their season dates.
1: Yeah. So
0: that that's makes, the what it should be done.
1: That's what I've always wondered that. Like why doesn't every state evaluate each year and set it based on that. If it's the same as last year, then set it the same as last year. If your turkey population got creamed last year, make it more restrictive.
0: <laughs> yeah. you <laughs> know, There's probably a couple of reasons why, and I'm going to say number one, money.
1: Yeah. I mean, money and research to figure out what exactly okay, is going on. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an interesting thing to think about. It would be, I mean, turkeys, weather-wise, they're going to have a year where they have a big hatch. They're going to have a year where they have a really bad hatch. Mm-hmm. And if you follow those statistics, you ought to be able to project what kind of hunt you should be able to have that year. Yeah. And they are, follow, they follow the pulp production and nesting success very closely in the Southeast, but they there's no changes to seasons based on what happened. That's, what's interesting to me. Yeah. You know, well, Oh man, nest, nests were way down this year. Season's the same bag. limits the same. Yeah that yeah. doesn't make much sense to me.
0: <laughs> well, and I mean, you, you summed it up in Alabama, but yet you guys in Tennessee, you guys made changes this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, they changed it to a three bird limit, which we're taking a step in the right direction. I think they could have done something more so, but we'll see. I think we discussed earlier. They're worried they might impact this study we have going on. I think it'll be more restrictive in the future, personally. But yeah. they dropped us to three, which should save about 4,000 birds.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, so we've we've gone off topic here from West Virginia, but that's one of the fun things about having both of us do a turkey soup episode is we are yeah. going to go off topic and we're going to touch on some things and we're going to give you our experiences and our opinions, which are worth absolutely nothing because absolutely, I might be not,
1: really wrong, but <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, we're not the scientists and we're not we're not afraid to say. That we know we're not right about everything, but we've got opinions just like you guys listening to the show do. And if you don't agree with ours, we'd like to hear yours too. So yeah, shoot please. us an email, Cameron at com.
1: We do it.
0: And Andy at com. Yes. <laughs> so... There, All right, look, before before we move on to your article, I'm going to jump back on West Virginia real quick. West Virginia has made some changes to their fall wild turkey season dates and the open counties as well. So you guys need to get on the website for West Virginia and look to see what those changes are for the fall seasons because there have been some. So what's next, Cameron?
1: Next is another article that... Pertains to coronavirus. I promise all of mine aren't going to all pertain to that. But this one talks about in the great state of Missouri, they had 20,000 new turkey hunters, and that is just turkey hunters this spring and in the article, this guy's talking about his family, said they were planning to try to go opening day, and that's usually the only day they go. Ended up getting to go 13 times because the sports and everything got canceled. So they go over the statistics of, you know, regular hunters came out more often, 20,000 new hunters tried out the sport, and even the youth season had a 10% increase in harvest. So they also talked about Illinois record numbers, Iowa record numbers, Nebraska, which Nebraska banned non residents, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: I believe that's right.
1: They still had a 37% increase in adult permits issued hmm. and 63% in youth permits. So they still had an increase. And even Kansas was up 25%. I think they banned non residents as well. So that's interesting because. They're talking about in here how the Midwest has apparently seen a decline in hunting, and they're saying now it's back on the increase. But I would argue as much non-resident hunting that happens in the Midwest, I bet their animals aren't getting less pressure.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, well... You know, we're going to touch on some of that in here on today's show, but yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at a state like Minnesota, and I think they sold 30% more licenses Yeah, this year. Yeah, it's... That's significant.
1: I mean, 20, like, I mean, Missouri, I mean, I don't know how many turkey hunters they have on an annual basis, but I mean, 20,000 new people out there shooting turkeys is, that's pretty, pretty good amount of folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, you spread that. Luckily, they do have a ton of public land in that state, you know. So, yeah, I I just find these statistics fascinating to see how people reacted. And obviously, I saw my own eyes. I had friends who've never even given a second thought to Turkey on who, you know, killed two gobblers this year. Yeah, just one of those deals. So that's what I have there. Yeah. What you got next for us?
0: Well, it's still along those same lines. so in Indiana... They had a 25% increase in hunters in the woods hunting turkeys this spring. So wow. they're, they're estimating that 74,500 turkey hunters got into the turkey woods this spring. And that almost 75,000 turkey hunters took 14,492 turkeys in 90 out of their 92 counties. And that's a 21% increase over the 2019 season. And it is their new record high by seven hundred and fifty turkeys, wow, in the state mm-hmm.
1: pretty crazy that's record high there were a lot of new records set this year i would I'd be interested if anybody's added up the total harvest for the United States to see if that was a record.
0: hmm, we may put you on that
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Get to it. I don't know if I want to be doing that, but. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because I just personally thought a lot of these really... uh All right, that's
0: all we've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, you can do that in one of two ways. The first way that you can do that is to spend the big money. When I'm talking about the big money, I'm talking about... 18 bucks, and you can spend 18 bucks and become an annual premium subscriber to the Turkey Hunter podcast. How you do that is text the word Turkey Hunter, make it one word with no spaces, and text that to the number 44222. After you do that, I'm going to send you some instructions that you'll need to follow, and eventually, I'm going to email you a link that you can click on to create your username and password for the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year annual subscription charge for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your 18 bucks is going to get you not only the rest of this week's episode, and there's some good stuff towards the end of this week's episode, but it will get you all of the premium content for all of our past episodes, as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. There is a bunch of, of content locked up under the premium subscription and you will not be disappointed in getting access to all of that content for 18 measly dollars what's the second way people can listen to the rest of this show cameron
1: all you gotta do is go to iamturkeyhunting.com find this episode followed by the letters ps which stands for premium single throw us 99 cents and you will get access to the remaining portion of this episode. In the second half, we might talk about your state, and we might discuss something that you really want to hear. So go ahead and buy this single episode if you want to try it out, see what else we have in store. This is a long episode. It's full of great info. We're bouncing around, and I think you may enjoy the second half. So you're just going to go over there, find this episode, followed by P.S., purchase it, For 99 cents.
0: 99 cents is a little bit of money for a lot of content and for a good test drive.
1: Absolutely. You'll get to see how the second half of the show goes. And if you like it, go try another one for 99 cents. And then what you're going to do is you're going to subscribe. So you may want to just go ahead and be an $18 a year guy. But if you want to test us out, give us a few test runs. You can do the premium single
0: route. Very good. And what do you say we wrap this one up? Because we've gone a long time on this one.
1: (sighs) I'd say we're only halfway there.
0: Man, I've enjoyed it. That's been fun.
1: Good old turkey soup, man. My first round. You know, I like doing these
0: episodes, and and I always wondered, how do, how do the listeners like this? And so the overall feedback on these shows when I was doing them by myself is positive. And I yeah. thought, wow, you know, that's pretty interesting. I like it. It doesn't necessarily mean everybody else likes it, but the majority of people really like turkey soup and i've got to say i enjoy turkey soup that much more when i have somebody like cameron to go through and talk about this stuff with on the show so we get some you know not necessarily drastically different opinions and he and i do have some different opinions about some of these stuff and and you guys are going to hear that here probably sooner rather than later but you know it's it's fun just to bat some of the stuff around and just talk turkey
1: yeah absolutely So that was fun. I enjoyed that. That could be our favor of the week. I'll go ahead and take that. Our favor of the week is give us feedback on what you like and don't like. Shoot us a message over social media and tell us what episodes you've enjoyed lately and which ones you don't. How about that? I like it. All right.
0: Well, let's wrap this thing up and let's get on to next week.
1: Yeah. I think we got a good episode for everybody next week. We're going to have a pretty good turkey hunter on here.
0: Yeah, he's all right.
1: (laughs) Well, sorry. Another pretty good turkey hunter on there. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. You guys are not going to want to miss our guest next week. He's a great one for sure. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show,